Thank you for listening and welcome to the Life Radio Show, a once proud member of the now defunct Eventide Entertainment Podcast Network. I'm your host, Don Smith. Wonder Twins Autumn Hatcher and Michaela Quillen are in as guest co-co-hosts. Uh, we talk on the phone with a very talented voice artist, Roy Worley. If you enjoy the show, like and follow The Life 1069 on Facebook and Don Smith Comedy on Twitter, or tune in live on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM, or you can stream the show live at WWSU1069.org. The brutal presence overwhelms me. Brutal presence. All right. Hey, welcome to the Life Radio Show. I think we get did we get everything set up in time, Patrick? Are you listening? No, no, we're screwed. We're screwed. Let's <laughs> just uh, I'm disappointed in 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 you main, mainly. No. <laughs> <laughs> The just thing, kidding, Patrick. Hey, this, welcome to the Life Radio Show. The system didn't give me any warning. Like it, I know. It, I, I, did, tried. I didn't even know you hit to go live, and all of a sudden it just says I we're did. going. Things are going I, wrong here. I hit go live, and it still said playing genre music. And I'm like, wait, this doesn't seem like it worked. And then the countdown, and then boom, we're live. Okay. Well, <laughs> hey, here we are. Welcome to the life. Because things happen. I'm your host, Don Smith, sitting in. I have... Dual guest, dual guest co-host tonight. We're co-host. Co-host. Okay, so we're my co-co-host. my co-host is, <laughs> is Autumn Hatcher, and her co-co-host <laughs> is Michaela Quillen. Welcome back to the show. It's great to be back. <laughs> yeah, she actually told me because I told her that I told Autumn that she could make you the co-co-host, but she said I shouldn't give her that kind of power. You shouldn't. So I had, ta- I had taken it back, but it was too late. It's it was too late. Yeah, yeah, it was it's just, already you've given the power. Right. Yeah. And I didn't have the power to take the power back because it's I already it. at. Yeah. It's. She it's, already like, tried, split it but with it. I've absorbed it. <laughs> she started spitting at you. What? Oh, that's what I heard. I'm sorry. I said split. split. Okay. Oh. Okay. <sighs> so what have you guys been up to? Other. Than, I mean, do I need? Do I want to know? Um. You couldn't wear you couldn't wear my faces today because it was peeling. So. Yeah. yeah, we washed him and he peeled. So <laughs> we made T-shirts with his face, like normal people do. Right, right. Obviously. <laughs> and you can't wash and dry them, but it doesn't say that so. on the Walmart transfer paper that we. Use. <laughs> there was no warning. I'm 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 glad I'm good enough for homemade shirts with Walmart transfer paper. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, we're gonna make a whole Don suit. Yeah, I think we're gonna awesome. go to Michaels this time though. Oh, get the good okay. transfers. I appreciate. I'm I'm stepping up. I'm She's lying to you. We're, te- we're definitely yeah, going back to Walmart. Dollar Tree, maybe. Yeah, that's for the shirts. Though. I'm a, yes, I'm a, I'm kind of a yes. discount radio show host anyway, so I'm I'm good with that. I think, you, I think you're I'm above cheap. that. I do this for free. That's... You don't get a deeper discount than free. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's when you start you paying to have a that's radio the show. Best discount. Yeah, yeah. What does that say about us, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just thought there was power to be had here, and there really isn't. So. Doesn't matter. See, I disappointed. I disappointed like a really myself. Deep metaphor. But... I think that got what? really deep. <laughs> <laughs> You think there's power to be had, but there's yes, not. Yes, there is no. I have. I am powerless. Oh man! They won't. E- they won't even let my let me run my own mixing board anymore. They had to. They had to bring Patrick in. That's cruel. Because yeah, I know. I know. I did Sorry it for four that. years, and then this. Then this This. Then they said, "You're not a student anymore. We have to bring somebody on." Right. Right. Just re-enroll. Be a student again. Yeah. I tried that. I tried that. Sorry, I'm getting. What am I? What is going on here? I'm, I'm getting phone stuff. I think I have a guest supposed to call in. I think they're calling my cell phone. <laughs> so let's see what's going on here. Let's see what we got. Okay, you guys can talk while I'm. Do you guys have anything to talk about? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to talk to each other. You can. You can make. You can, you can make stuff up we if you want. Like I'm just. Yeah. Um. So. We do have a, a project coming up. Can't really talk about it. It's top secret. But we will be together uh, once again. Yeah. So it's exciting stuff. We're going to be doing makeup, which, you know, is one of our favorite things to do. Yeah, only ugly makeup, though. 
Oh, perfect. I like perfect. to make people look really bad. I like to make people bloody. It's also called FX makeup. I don't think that's as interesting to stay. Like to make people look bad. Yeah. 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 Great at bloody noses. Uh, we got the phone caller. Ready, Don? All right. Yeah. Let's let's do this. I think I think I'm re- I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're you're on the air on the live radio show. Is this Roy? This is Roy. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. You can tell as soon as you talk that you are a voiceover actor. <laughs> Boy, I hope so. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you on the show. I'm in with uh, my uh, my co-host Autumn Hatcher and her co-co-host Michaela Quillen. Just so you know, who's in the studio with us? Yeah, well, it sounds Michaela and Autumn. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like trouble. Sure. Oh, abs- absolutely, absolutely. Yep. They- <laughs> you were listening in before you called, didn't you? Listen, you've known you me know, like, I, what, 10 seconds? No, actually, I, I have to confess I was not, but I raised three daughters. I know the score. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's already got you two figured out. I feel so called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. You are a voice actor? Is Are you an actor-actor, or are you just strictly voice? You know, opinions vary, but uh, as far as <laughs> actor goes. But um, I am a full-time voice actor, voice artist, voice talent, voiceover. A uh, lot, of, lot of names, uh, synonyms for the same job. Right, right, yeah. Voice artist. We'll go with that. It, sa- it sounds nicer. I like that. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day that extras actually like to be called background artists, <laughs> which I didn't know that okay. either. So everybody has to be an artist now. I'm yeah. A, I'm, yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm a radio artist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, how, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you're an artist, I'd like to see some of your work, but it's all in sound. So we'll just go with that. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it doesn't look as good as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> I don't know though. Your beard is a work of art. That is true. That is true. But it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't talk. No, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> At least not yet. Not yet. <laughs> We're working on it. Uh, so, how did you get started as a voice actor? How and how long have you been going at that? Well, I found myself unemployed, and uh-huh. uh, kind of an interest, interesting story there. I was a pastor for thirty-five years. And uh, full-time, that is. I still am, but uh, instead of getting paid to do it, I have my own voiceover business. And uh, I decided to make a change, decided to, uh, instead of going to churches that, you know, wanted the standard uh, pastor role, uh, I like to help churches that are maybe not could pay somebody. And uh, that's the current assignment that I have right now. But I'm still full-time voiceover. I've been doing it for nine years. I'm in my ninth year, I should say, and it's it's been quite a ride. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Get off your phone, Don. So, yeah, that would uh, be you. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> I have too many things going on at once, Patrick. Somebody's got to prod me or something. Sorry, yeah. I, there was Wait, cattle prod. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, amp it up a little bit. I think he's gone to sleep on us. Yep, yep. It's it's a good possibility. Right. Well, it, it's it was a long night last night. I don't think I got to bed till like one thirty. I had to be up at five thirty to get to work. Oh, so it's yeah, it was it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. And, okay. But what what I'm having is so you know why I was distracted. There's a uh, a guest that I had scheduled for the second hour that I had rescheduled, and he forgot I rescheduled him. So he's texting me asking when to call in. So, uh, don't you rescheduled? So, <laughs> so we All have right, Roy. Yeah. Uh, so you you go around to uh, you you work with churches that can't afford a pastor. Is that uh... well? That's that's the current thing right now. I'm being considered by a small church uh, out way out in the older suburbs of Chicagoland that okay. uh, is in a, is in a transitioning community. And by that, I mean it's, uh, it's gone from Anglo to a mix of Anglo and African-American to it's, what it's growing into is more of a Mexican-American uh, population. Hmm. And I'm, flu- I'm fluent in Spanish, so um, the church transitioned. You know, the young people grew up and moved away, and uh, then their last pastor 
retired after being there for 35 years, and then uh, they've been without a pastor for a year, and their numbers have dwindled, and the people are a little older. But I've been over there just volunteering, sort of, uh, preaching for them for six months, and uh, we've seen some life and some stirrings, and so now they've invited me to be uh, their their pastor, which we call co-vocational. I will continue with my full-time business as voice talent, but I will minister to them as well. Right. That's uh, yeah. Cause it sounds like they're, it's going to be a while. If they're still struggling, it's probably going to be a little while. Could be. I know, yeah. I know uh, the church my mother goes to is about the same way. They actually shared right. a pastor with the, with a uh, sister church for a while. So. Yeah, that happens. That happens often. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's, so it's a good thing you have the voice acting to, uh, which I, I never thought of voice acting as a fallback. But <laughs> I think when you're reading the homily, that would be fun to listen to. What's that? When you're reading the homily or the, the sermon, I think that would be fun to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there are different ways to get the attention. You stand up before the congregation, you can be creative and say, I'm Batman. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you, you, could throw, you could throw out some different voices while you're... Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be fun. Do it more like a promo. Yeah, yeah. You, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you have to be careful doing voices as you're reading the Bible, though. It might become blasphemous. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. It depends. It depends. Yeah, you do have to be careful. I want to take the Bible seriously. Right, you. right, right. But, uh, so so how how did you get started as a voice actor? What what was the process to just to begin down that road? You know, it was, it was a process of exploration, um, ever since my voice changed when I was, I don't know, four or five years old, people have told me that, you know, I have a decent voice. And, uh, when I found myself between assignments and ministry, I thought, well, you know, I wonder if there's a way to cash in on this. People said, Hey, you know, there are people that do these commercials on television and the radio. Why can't you do that? And I asked myself, self, why can't you do that? And the first answer was, because I don't know how, I don't know who to contact. Right. That's the problem. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. That's why I do a radio show for free. <laughs> well, you know, I've discovered something. Uh, Google is your friend, and you can Google voice acting, voiceover. I, a lot of things came up. I made calls. I did this. I did that. And the first thing that happened was uh, a friend of mine said, hey, Roy, I heard on a radio station uh, out of uh, the Olivet Nazarene University, which is about 30 miles south of where I live, uh, in uh, Bourbonnet, Illinois. And they had a guy on there named Bill DeWeese, and Bill was uh, offering a workshop on campus at their radio station and their computer lab, which had about 25 seats in it, uh, for audiobooks, learning how to get into audiobooks. So I called Bill and talked to him, and he was very gracious. He's one of the nice guys in voiceover, and it's a very nice community, but he is, like, extra nice. And okay. uh, I'll <laughs> say yeah, one of the nice I, guys in voiceover. I'm just picturing a yeah. whole bunch of really, really rough, <laughs> rough people. <laughs> He's one of the nice guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like we're all a renegade motorcycle gang. Right. <laughs> Here come the um, voice out. Here come the voice <laughs> Hide your belongings. <laughs> rev it up, baby, rev it up. You know, something like that. But uh, I went and I, I learned and I... I uh, started auditioning for audiobooks on a platform called acx.com, and I, I got one. It was called Seven Dogs in Heaven, and uh, I got the gig. And uh, so I've done a number of audiobooks across the years. That's good. That, that's something good to get into because I have heard that doing the audiobooks is fairly lucrative. You know, it's if you think of voiceover as having many spokes, it is the lowest return on your investment of time and is most labor intensive but uh i've worked my way up to the point where the last two books i did were for harper collins publishing which is one of the big five and i wouldn't say it's lucrative but it's a better payday okay well yeah that's i didn't yeah because that would be a very time consuming to just right yeah well, but, you know, put it in perspective, it, the guys that are really in demand do make a very good living at it because they've got their calendar booked out uh, for like six months in advance. Uh, like for me, while I'm doing my other stuff, I'm waiting for the next 
casting or audition for uh, an audiobook with with that publisher. But it takes a while. Uh, it takes a while to get your name on those rosters, and then you have to have a body of work, and it's just it's just a slow go. So I'm not dependent upon audiobooks, but it's it's a growing spoke in my wheel. So do you uh, do you do any cartoon cartoon voiceovers, or are you? Uh... You know that's that you are about the third or fourth person that has asked me that in the last couple of weeks uh, as I've been interviewed, and the answer is no, but I'd like to be. Um, it, it's a different genre, and uh, you know the different major cities have their own specialties. Like uh, Chicago, I live near Chicago, is a commercial production comp- uh, city, and then you look at Los Angeles, and among the many things that they do. That's where most of the animation takes place. So the guys that are really hot and heavy for that move to L.A., and that's where they live and work and breathe and, and get a lot of work. So do you do a lot of, a lot of radio commercials and a lot of uh, that area? Yeah, yeah. I uh, last, uh, let's see, yeah, it was last year. I did about six spots for a, a fast food restaurant. Uh, it was a radio spot uh, in the Boston area. Uh, went downtown to a studio and recorded remotely uh, while they directed me from Boston. I was in Chicago on the Miracle Mile at ARU Studios. And um, then, you know, I've, I've done some stuff like uh, a couple of, uh, of the better-known ads for Internet. I did a Cheez-Its ad, uh, Cheez-Its Duo, you know, that kind of stuff. And then Dairy Queen. And I've done some radio ads, done a radio ad for Sears before they went belly up. Uh, and I didn't cause that, by the oh, way. So. <laughs> that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, I beat you to the punch, didn't I? <laughs> so, and so, you know, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, the, the, the most um, fun that I had was two years in a row, Firestone uh, hired me to do uh, a total of 24 videos that live online on the Internet uh, featuring Mario Andretti, the famed uh, and, and champion race car driver. And it was kind of an interesting promo uh, uh, effort on their part where, you know, they would show him on camera with some uh, light music and he might be doing something like, uh, uh, you know, juicing an orange or sitting there reading the newspaper or whatever. And it might say, not many people can beat Mario Andretti with a driver with a steering wheel in their hand. But what about juicing an orange? And so the idea is they time him at juicing an orange and then you video yourself juicing an orange and send in for a competition. If you beat him, you get to win some prizes and stuff. So it's goofy stuff like that. How fast can you drink a glass of milk? How fast can you wrap a, a vacuum cord? How fast can you fold sheets? And yes, there were 24 of those. A lot of fun. Yeah. And it's, it's all racing against uh, Andretti. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that sounds like it would be a little fun. So. Yeah, cool marketing event. Yeah, do, do you get these? Uh, do you get these through an agency, or do you find these yourself? You just Google. No, you know that one I did. I got through my agent. Uh, the other ones that I mentioned, Cheese It's, uh, uh, the Dairy Queen, and, and some of those. Yeah, I got those through my talent agent. Really good people here in Chicago called Big Mouth Talent Agency, which is appropriate for voice talent. Right, right. Um, but they do on camera as well in theater. And uh, they're great, couple of great ladies over there. Uh, Kelly is uh, the one that I deal with the most. But mostly in, in the voiceover world today, even with the what you might call the star voice talent, uh, we go out and find our own work. And it's through the Internet, and it's through personal marketing. Uh, for instance, if you were a, pro- a video production company, Don Smith Video Production, uh, I might send you an email and say, if you're looking to add to your roster, usually the way I say it is, is, Hey, I know you're busy. I'll get right to the point. I'm a full-time voice talent outside of uh, Chicago, Illinois, with my own professional studio. If you're looking to add uh, to your voice roster, please consider me, and here's my website with my demos on it. And uh, many times people will, will write back and say, hey, I got a job that fits your voice, or hey, I like your voice. I'll uh, put you on my roster. Or most of the time, you just hear crickets. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like uh, kind of like submitting comedy tapes. You, <laughs> most of the time, you don't get anything. You just thanks for, thanks for that. And it would be would yeah. be nice to at least get a thank you. For <laughs> yeah. yep. You know, I don't know. I uh, there's a platform out of Germany called Bodalgo. It's what we call a pay to play site, and I'm a, I'm a member. 
I pay a certain uh, chunk of money, not chunk, small amount of money per month to be on that roster. And uh, then they send auditions my way. And so a lot of those, I have, I have clients in Germany that I've booked through them. And so I, I recently put up an audition and I got some feedback from them, which I thought, hey, I booked it. And it said, uh, hey, we really liked your audition, but we chose somebody else. Thank you for playing. And I was like, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's still nicer than nothing. Yeah, maybe, but you, maybe. you know what? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe it, it is. is. It's kind of like it being is. called into no. the boss's office and saying, hey, you're doing a great job, but we're not going to give you a raise. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, uh, there's the door, don't come back. Right, right. Yeah. right. yeah, correction, uh, you did a great job here. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the past tense, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then I find myself unemployed and I start doing voice actor work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. It's funny. A lot of people contact me and, uh, you know, aspiring uh, voice actors and they say, Hey, I did, I did a narration for a Christmas pageant at my church and I was told I had a great voice. How, what do you think? And I said, I think you need to do a lot of work and a lot of prep and start saving your money and go for it. I mean, it's a wide open field. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's one of those things. That's that's. I think that's the appeal to it. Is if you have your own studio, you can do that kind of at your at your own pace and just get get out there everything you can. And that's kind yeah, of a nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's amazing though that a lot of people don't realize that this this is really a profession, and yes. it's it, you know it's not. Don't sit there with your snowball microphone at your kitchen table and your baby crying in the background and send in an audition with all. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Oh, they, that happens. Oh, yeah. Barking, I'm, I'm sure you know, it does. You know, so, uh, but, you know, uh, there are a lot of people out there that, that can make a decent living. Uh, or, you know, if somebody wants it to be a second income, you know, like say, let's say there's a stay-at-home mom. She's made that choice. I want to stay home with my kids. But my kids are getting bigger, and as they are, and I send them off to school, and i got one baby left at home, is there something I can do? Well, voice sacking might be an option for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that would but I mean just just to create a studio about how much of an investment are we looking at just kind of bottom you know you, if, you if know we we're uh, going cheapish <laughs> but uh, good enough equipment to still get work. <laughs> yeah, you know, so um you've got to have a quiet space. And a lot of people, no kidding, start in their closet. Uh if you've got a good walk-in closet, your clothes hanging in there, that's that's not a bad place to start. Hmm. Uh, I'm serious. I didn't, I had the, the ability to, uh, my, my girls are all grown and gone. So I took part of the basement and built myself a studio down here, but you're looking at a decent mic at about $300. You're looking at an audio interface and you can get a really good one, uh, a Scarlet by brand, Scarlet brand for 120 to $150. Um, you're going to need to buy some software and there's a free version out there called audition. Uh, if you want something a little bit more upscale, you can buy something called Twisted Wave for seventy-nine bucks, I believe. Hmm. And uh, then you know it's it goes up from there. And so you can get started on the cheap. Uh, I helped a friend of mine who is a very talented voice talent uh, who's still trying to make it full time. Went into his basement. He had a little room that he was using, and we built him uh, a, a booth using uh, well we. We framed it up with two-by-fours, and then we put uh, uh, insulation that's called Roxol, which is very dense. And then we covered it with packing blankets and put a door in it. He's good to go. I mean, it's it's not luxurious, but it's good. Nice, because that, that's one of the things that's been holding me back. I, I have some podcasting equipment and that kind of stuff, but it's not I, – I don't feel like it's good enough equipment and good enough quality to actually start submitting auditions. Yeah, I, d I well, don't want to. I don't want to go out there and look like I'm not professional at all. <laughs> well, you know what, Don? I think you, you you'd be good at it. I think though that um, here's what I hear: Bill DeWeese was a radio guy, and uh, you know he ended up being um, the the guy that I mentioned, and he right. ended up being uh, one of the best coaches out there. He's very and and the best teachers. But he's gotten so successful that he has raised his rates so that only professionals who are working professionals will hire him. They're the only ones that could afford him now. 
But there are a lot of coaches. What I tell people, even if you're experienced in radio, voice acting is different from radio. That's what I hear all the time, and I never was in radio. I I accept a radio spot that I did when I was in college. Um, I went to um, the University of Memphis. The, The mascot was Tigers, so it was WTGR. We broadcast with one watt of power. And it was, it was OJT. It was on the job training. Right. And, uh, but I say to people, you need to get, you need to get coaching first. And there are a lot of people out there that coach and they're good at it. And if, you know, if you want some, uh, some, uh, uh recommendations, shoot me an email. Okay, um, I will do that. The, hey, sure. And then, uh, you've got to have a professionally made web page. It's got to be done. Uh, by somebody that knows how to do voiceover web pages, and there are a couple of good ones out there. Then you have to have, hire somebody to to create um, uh, a professionally made demo. Now, a, a demo is, is is the kind of stuff, as uh, one of my coaches said, that it's what you're good at and what you want more of in terms of work. And it doesn't matter whether you did the job or not. It's accepted. <clears throat> excuse me, in the business that your demo just reflects what you're capable of doing. So your coach will help you to know what that is and to establish your brand uh, of your sound. And then your demo producer, uh, there's a good one out there. His name is um, Eric Romanowski, I think his name is, or I probably butchered his name. Uh, Ear-blowing demos, something like that. Really, really good demo producer. Uh, and you won't have to sell a kidney to be able to afford it. You know, So he's, he's good. That's good. I can't afford to sell both of them. So. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, and I, I already sold one, so it's I'm down to selling, you know, the right side of my brain or the left side, whichever doesn't function, you know. So. Right. That, does I own a comedy club? I've already had to trade one of them in. I don't. I didn't. It wasn't even really selling. It was just like just take it because you're going to get the rest of me eventually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I appreciate all that advice because I've I've done a little bit of voiceover work. I was in a, yeah. a, a podcast called the Unwritten Podcast, nominated for I an mean, Audioverse Award for that. Which get out! I was that's I was, awesome, I was happy about that, but uh, I didn't win. Yeah. But I was nominated. I was nominated, so that's something. Hey, man, that's <laughs> awesome! You got that far. That's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and there was another one, uh, the Dead Serious Podcast, that uh, that's an uh, audio drama as well. So oh, I, really? I, I've done a couple of them that were fun. And, you uh, know, I, I am curious about the audio drama. Um, a few years back, I went to a voiceover conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, it was the kind of thing where it's peer-led, and you'd say, hey, I can do this or that, and people sign up for it. And so this one guy, really cool guy named Mike Lenz, he's a voice talent in upstate New York, and he got into podcasting. And uh, so he said, I can teach voice talent how to get into podcasting or to help those who want to be in podcasting, like corporate executives and things like that that want to have an internal podcast. You know, we know the technology. We could teach them, do the intros and outros, uh, which I do a number of uh, in voiceover. Um, But I had not known that there are drama podcasts, and I am intrigued by that and would love to participate in something like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, they had their own studio when I did uh, Unwritten mm-hmm. and uh, Dead Serious. I think that's there are several mm-hmm. different uh, there are several podcasters from several a couple different states that that collaborate on that one. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, that, and it it is a lot of fun. It's uh, kind of one of the things that piqued my interest in it a little bit more. Uh, sure, Dayton Writers Movement as was the the group that produced the unwritten podcast, uh-huh. they did two seasons and they were yeah. doing uh, the hidden people now. So they have another one okay. out there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There are quite a, quite a few audio drama podcasts and I, I had a lot of fun being involved with them. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, autumn and is it Michaela? I'm sorry yep. if I got the name wrong. So you ladies are actors. Yes. Um, a lot, as you know, I'm sure you already know this. A lot of actors are in voiceover. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would love to do it. I mostly torture my family with mm. like crazy voices, oh, yeah. like all the time. Well, well, animation, animation. I mean, check it out. Uh, I think she just means me get... her normal, normal voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the craziest one. It's the yeah. craziest for sure. Well, I, I, I have uh, my oldest daughter is living with us uh, temporarily with her thirteen-year-old uh, son and. 
twelve year old daughter. So I I still do crazy voices with them all the time, even though they're they're <laughs> they're preteens or teens. So I, that's a good thing. Let me give you a site that you'll want to visit. Uh, all of you might be interested. It's called Global Voice Acting Academy, and uh, they go by GVAA for short. Uh, they're based out of L.A. Uh, Christina Malicia, who is an uh, an accomplished voice actor, and she is the voice of a lot of cartoon characters, including some movies. And so she started this, and one of the things they offer, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, one of the things they offer is they have uh, a roster of coaches who are uh, working uh, voice actors, and uh, they'll have some in that particular area of animation, which is where all your crazy voices could be used. Right. Yeah, got about a. I like the Russian. <laughs> about, about two months ago, we had uh, Sam Quasman was in was. All right. Had called in. So, yeah, we had the voice okay. of Donald Duck in. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. And Little Quackers now. Little Quackers on the Tom and Jerry shows, who, who, he, uh, who he voices. Yeah, I grew up watching that. <laughs> That's a while back. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to have to uh, do the comedy rundown and take a little break. Uh, are you going to stick around with us and do some news stories when we come back from our break? Love to. Okay, okay, because we'll – I will warn you, we get a little crazy on the news stories. So I'm looking forward to it. All right, all right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll go ahead and hit the comedy rundown, and we will uh, take a break. Uh, here's this week's comedy rundown, brought to you by the legendary Wiley's Comedy Club at 101 Pine Street in Dayton's historic Oregon district. Call 224-JOKE or go to wileyscomedy.com for all the best in Dayton comedy. Tuesday, January 7th, open mic at Peach's Grill at 104 Xenia Avenue in Yellow Springs. That show starts at 8 p.m., there's also an open mic at the Growler Pub at 3808 Wilmington Pike at 8 p.m. And also tonight, uh, open mic at Jimmy's Ladder 11 at 936 Brown Street at uh, 8.30 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, January 15th, open mic at Mila's Suburban Cafe at 606 Taywood Road in Englewood at 7 p.m. There's also an open mic Wednesday at South Park Tavern at 1301 Wayne Avenue. That show starts at 9 p.m. Thursday, January 16th, open mic at the Spirited Goat at 118 Dayton Street in Yellow Springs. That show starts at 7 p.m. Also an open mic at the Star City Brewery at uh, 319 South 2nd Street in Miamisburg from 7 to 10 p.m. An open mic at the Barrel House at 417 East 3rd Street from 830 to 11. And also on Thursday night, the open mic at the Hookah Bazaar at 958 Patterson Road. That show starts at 10 p.m. Uh, Friday, January 17th, Etta May is going to be at the Murphy Theater in Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, Friday through Sunday, January 17th through the 19th. Uh, Mike Speenberg is going to be at the Dayton Funny Bone at 88 Plum Street at the Green. Uh, this Friday and Saturday, January 17th and 18th, Rich Reagans is going to be at Wiley's Comedy Club at 101 Pine Street in the Oregon District. And Sunday, January 19th, of course, Wiley's Sunday Comics is back at Wiley's Comedy Club. Get out and support your local up-and-coming comics, including myself. I'm going to be on the show this Sunday doing some new stuff because I love new stuff. I might bomb tw terribly. <laughs> You never know, <laughs> which would put me just right on par with a lot of the rest of them on the Sunday comics because it's a night full of bombs. Uh, that is it. As always, check out Wileyscomedy.com and DaytonFunnyBone.com for details and tickets to upcoming shows. And don't forget to check out our other open mics on Monday night at the Barrel in Springboro at 7 p.m. and also at the Stage Door in downtown Dayton at 8.30 p.m. That is it. We're going to go ahead and take a little break. Who do I have planned? We're going to play some Mr. Stone King. This is You Can Run. Hit it, Patrick.
this is Don Smith from the Life Radio Show. Do you like telling jokes? Are you the class clown? Do your friends always tell you you're funny? You want to prove them wrong? Well, nearly every Sunday, Wiley's Comedy Club at 101 Pine Street in Dayton's Oregon District brings you Wiley's Sunday Comics. You can be the one on stage making people laugh. Or not. All you have to do is send an email to WileySundayComics at gmail.com and follow the instructions in the reply email and you can tell jokes at Ohio's oldest comedy club. All right, all right, all right. I'll tell you what to do. Go that way. Really fast. If something gets in your way, turn. She just she just wanted to steal your Pop Tart, Patrick. She didn't want it offered. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the Life Radio Show. The door's open. Hold on. We can't have this. Oh, sorry. This is My a, bad. This is a private party. Hey, <laughs> welcome back to the Life Radio Show. I'm your host, Don Smith. Sitting in with my guest co-host, Autumn Hatcher, and her guest co-co-host, okay. <laughs> Michaela Quillen. Uh, we are still on the phone with uh, voice actor, uh, voice artist, Roy Worley. Hey, guys. I think, yeah, there he is. There he yeah. is. I, I think we're still on. <laughs> He's still Well, you didn't tell me to say anything. Right? I was <laughs> okay, going okay. on cue. Yeah, well, yeah, because those two didn't say anything. So it was like, uh, yeah, just. We wait for you to point at us, and you never do. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, <laughs> I'm used to cues. Get that pointer out, man. All right, I'm just, I'm just going to start pointing around. Patrick? <laughs> See, Patrick, did, I pointed at Patrick. He didn't get it. <laughs> hey, hey that, that, that won't work for me. You got to say something, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I pointed to the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right, we got. We you have stuck some. Stuck your finger in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, we have some exciting news stories that we have to cover. Did a Florida man uh, stick his finger in uh, Roy's ear. Uh, no, but there's a uh, there's there's a Northern California tobacco shop. Oh. So that's that's a good place to start. We'll start there. Uh, police investigating a burglary at a tobacco shop in Northern California last month had a key piece of evidence that helped them identify the suspect. A video of the man falling through the ceiling. Uh, the Sonora Police Department wrote on Facebook the incident happened on December 22nd when officers received a call from the uh, for, for a burglar alarm sounding in a business just after 6 a.m. Officers arriving at the scene found no signs of forced entry from the exterior of the building but eventually discovered a, quote, man-sized hole in the ceiling. The suspects had purported uh, and, and a purported accomplice actually bored a hole through the ceiling from a vacant building and that was above the business and probably spent a couple hours doing it, but they broke into the business. Sonora Police uh, Chief Turu Vanderweel. Wow. <laughs> that's a name. That Officer Turu Vanderweel. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call him that if he was carrying a firearm. That's that, not. That's a good sobriety yeah. test. It's trying to say his name while yep. drunk. Yep. Officer Vanderweel. <laughs> Oh, or his first, first name. It, Turu, yeah. I think yeah, I'm going to try to use... Here's Turu. I'm going to use those tactics to get Patrick's Pop-Tart. You're going to go through the ceiling? Yeah, yeah. but it's going to be a child's wild-sized hole. You'll know it was me. Any larger than that, then there's should be another suspect right, right. it was don yes was don. <laughs> much much larger i i need a much larger hole to steal your pop tart <laughs> yeah but you can't smoke those things that's true that's true you, you want to bet oh yeah you oh. can you just, it depends on your toaster setting that's, that's it. you can smoke them <laughs> burn baby burn that's why they call them toaster strudels there you go <laughs> So yeah, I, I inter- interesting story. I've seen this happen somewhere before. I when I was when I was twenty one years old, I was night manager at a Holiday Inn in South Florida. So yeah, a Florida man story came out of this. Uh, yeah, I, and I I left that night at like one o'clock in the morning, and my night auditor was in, and he called me about three thirty and said, "I need you to come back to the to the hotel." I said, "What's going on?" He said, "Somebody fell through our lobby ceiling." <laughs> I said, dude, shut up. I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually he convinced me that I needed to get in there because the police were there and I got there and sure enough, there was a man-sized hole in a 30-foot lobby ceiling. 
We had marble mm. floors. <laughs> Was he Ow. okay? He, what had happened is apparently he broke into our, uh, our, our exercise facility. He was high on oh. a lot of things I'm thinking. And he, right. he broke in there, He's broke into the, the ceiling. ceiling. He was way high up in the ceiling, like 30 feet in the lobby. And he got lost and couldn't find his way out. So he just kicked a hole through the ceiling and dropped down. Uh, my night auditor said he, he heard a bunch of noise. He thought somebody was just moving furniture in the banquet rooms upstairs. And then he saw a foot come through, come through the <laughs> ceiling in the lobby. And he looks up and he said, some dude stuck his head through the hole and said, Hey, I need you to catch me. And he just, he <laughs> no. said, I just looked at him and said, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy fell head first onto a marble floor, jumped up and ran out of the building. So he bounced. Now, he bounced. He oh okay. yeah. Now our uh, our bellman was getting ready to leave for the night, and he called to, he called nine one one. He has him on his phone, and it, he's talking to them for a few minutes, and then they finally stop him. And said, "Well, sir, I think he just jumped into one of our cruisers." <laughs> Apparently, the guy ran out in the street and tried to flag down a fire engine that was on its way to a fire. And of course they passed by, almost ran over him. He was able to flag down a police car. And as soon as they opened the door, he jumped in. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, this was, <laughs> this had to have been like some really strong drugs. Oh yeah. This, 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 yes, this, this was an old school Florida story. That was back in the, er, oh, the, the late nineties. Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was back in Florida's prime. <laughs> According to self. Kind of a self-serve arrest or something. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. It, it made it easier for him. All that effort. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> get arrested anyways. Apparently, according to Jess, there's a, a gay bar in Chicago called Manhole. Uh, yeah, I didn't know, need to know that. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jess. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, well, here's, here's one that, uh, I don't know, you might have an interesting take on this. Uh, churchgoers are less likely to own cats than atheists own a cat than an atheist is to own a cat i'm not saying oh church. i was gonna say they're, oh they're owning atheists yeah, you now got, you got, <laughs> the way this is written you kind of got to clarify they're not owning atheists they're they're less likely to own a cat uh, than an atheist that that's you know, <laughs> that would be interesting you know that's just not a a body of research i've ever investigated okay. <laughs> uh, but this, i will i will tell you this i i i firmly believe that cats are of the devil man i've got yeah. stories oh they are I love cats. oh man but yeah th this article says churchgoers are less likely to own cats than atheists are uh partly because uh, some of the latter see cats as a quote god substitute according to research Owning a pet uh, is said to replicate some of the benefits of joining a faith community. And while cats are pretty low maintenance, we end up serving them a lot. Serving them? Well, here's this the thing. This is a weirdly written article. I'm not so, <laughs> wait a minute. I just, this I, just, I just had a brainstorm. If you want to get people to come to church, steal their dog. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Tell them they can come pick it up at the church. So the whole well, and then after, and then repent, of course. Right, right. You have to ask forgiveness for these. Things. <laughs> the whole cat substituting God though makes perfect sense because the way cats act is they believe they're God, and you have to right, do right. everything for them. Yeah, I think I think we can blame the Egyptians for that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, well, I, I I agree with that assessment. Yeah, cats are just strange, man. They're yeah. aliens. They're just weird. <laughs> and a study of more than two thousand people in the United States found that. Uh, those who never set foot in a place of worship own two pets on average, while faithful worshiper, worshipers have 1.4 pets. What's the point? What's the point, point four? four? Yeah, <laughs> hamsters. <laughs> hamsters count as 0.2 pets, so you have two uh, hamsters. I have three dribbles, yes. So I have point, That's point six. Did you yeah, used to have a hamster? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Roy said. I feel uh, like there's a story. There's here. a story. Roy said he had a goldfish. That, that's no, I, I was counting that as you know part of the point four. Oh, okay, gold, yeah, that, goldfish that's, like, that's point five. Yeah, gold, goldfish yeah. is point oh six, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get the numbers. I don't have the chart with me, but <laughs> yeah, Google it, man. It's probably out there. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. How do your pets score? Anyway, what yeah. is the story of the hamster? <laughs> this is for like on break. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think I need to know then. Okay. 
<laughs> this isn't one of those Mr. Slave from South Park things, is it? No, I don't. We okay. aren't going there. Uh, <laughs> the study also noted a quote strong negative association between worship attendance and cat ownership. Uh, adding that frequent worship attendees and the most conservative evangelicals report owning fewer pets. But like, isn't the huh. child the same way? Like, you got to take care of it. Who doesn't? Just like people, like Christian no, they... children. <laughs> like you take care of them yeah I, you're supposed to anyway that's, yeah i think should. that's part of the part of the deal when you have them you afford them yeah <laughs> you have do you take, take care of them well mm-hmm. i mean <laughs> <laughs> just kidding yes you, i do do you make sure they're fed occasionally here's the thing so my Get, daughter she's seven take them to the vet have them wormed <laughs> they've all been warm. Yeah, they've, they've got their shots. Okay. <laughs> so I got my daughter um, Snapchat, and I let her add, like, four people, and one of them was Michaela. Well, in half an hour, I got, like, almost 100 snaps, and I thought, oh, no, poor Michaela. So I went on my daughter's phone, and, like, she I blocked, blocked Michaela so that we could keep our friendship. Yeah. So <laughs> I got some lovely, like, I think it was Frozen, maybe, she was singing me. I um, think it was Trolls. Trolls, okay. Yeah. Some, yeah, singing trolls. Yes. Singing. Okay. She she told me she loved me. So there's there's that. Oh well, that's yeah. that's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. But I had to block Michaela so that I don't get any I love you anymore. That's I love you. that's so sad. We love you, Michaela. <laughs> oh, where where to next? You, are you still with us, Roy, or did you, <laughs> did you have yeah, enough? <laughs> I, I mean, this just opened up a whole new train of thought for me about how to pray about cats and people that have them. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of contemplating here. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll let you stew on the... Uh... Oh, there's an idea, cat stew. Yeah, Thank that's... you. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. That, that probably wouldn't taste very good. And cat, cats that don't smell that great. They're kind of like goats. <laughs> It's probably, you know. <laughs> better than dogs, you know, that's for sure. Huh? In terms, yeah. of, in terms of smell, they're better than dogs. Well, you have to wash your dogs. You got to wash your cat, too. I was going to say. I don't have a cat, so I don't. Well, I wash my cat. <laughs> okay, you, that's good. Yeah. How many cats do you have? We have two now. Uh, oh, two that's cats right. Now. Two cats, four kids. Anything else? I got a dog. And I have a, a dog. pig, so yeah. I can show everyone. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always forget about your pig. Yeah. Her house pig. Let, Her let house everybody pig. Know, the pig lives in the house. Don's got a screaming goat. I do. I do. It's a classic <laughs> little figurine. I told you not uh, to call me that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, Pat, Patrick, let the let the goat out of the <laughs> bag. Go, yeah. <laughs> screaming goat out. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I'm lost here. Was she calling her husband a house pig? I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Michaela doesn't have a husband. She just right, has. Right. Right. She has a house. Pig. I don't need a husband. So she she has a house pig. So she oh, doesn't need the husband. Yeah, her name's Bella. <laughs> Bella. So, yeah. Bella. After Twilight, Are, I really like Bella that. with the belly. Okay. Yeah. So in the movie Twilight, Bella was a pig. Is what... Well, you know, in oh. my mind, I always wanted to name <laughs> something Bella. You, you wanted Twilight with pig actors playing the characters. Yeah, Honestly, that's creativity yes. gone wild. Yeah, pig pie, pig vamp, vampire pig. Yeah, I mean, just put a wig on them. Vamp know? pigs. <laughs> Reminds me of Spider vamp Pig. pig. <laughs> spider him. <laughs> does whatever is... a spider pig does. Sorry, so Roy. This... We start out with that's the news okay. with the best of intentions. <laughs> And no, usually, that's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering, is this a potbelly pig? Yeah. Well, she's like oh, a couple yeah. different breeds, but she. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I refuse to have a potbelly pig because it'd be a constant reminder that maybe I'm looking in the mirror or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, her pig does like to sample toes. She just bites oh, no. his toes sometimes. So it's not a pedigree Yikes. pig. It's it's a mutt pig. Pedigree <laughs> or a mutt? Yeah, I've never heard that applied to a pig. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work for a koala or a kangaroo as well? I don't know. Probably. If they're pedigree, I haven't got Mutt's a mutt. Well, I'm a mutt, so that yeah. works. I mean, if I'm going to have a, a kangaroo, it's going to be a purebred. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line. <laughs> you got to you know draw what, the you line. Know just, you know what just sounds better for a pet instead of a kangaroo is a wallaby. That just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. Wallaby? wallaby? It does. I love Rocky's modern life. You can't, you can't say wallaby without an Australian accent. Though. Wallaby. Wallaby. Yeah, it's wallaby. 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 <laughs> wallaby. Oh, that's a knife. Yeah, that's a knife. Crikey. Mine was more British. Knife. This is knife. Don't go after my wallaby with your knife. Yeah, I'm going to poke it. 
Oh, okay. Where are we? <laughs> Where to now? Uh, here we go. Here we go. This this might be fun. Uh, South African man seeking a Guinness World Record said he is nearly two months into his attempt to spend 67 days living in a barrel at the top of a pole. That's uh, so specific. <laughs> He's going to beat my record. Yeah, you better get back to it. Uh, <laughs> Take me back. Uh, Vernon Kruger uh, marked his 60th day Monday in the wine barrel mounted on the top of a pole in Dulstrom uh, and said he expects to break the Guinness World Record at 11.32 a.m. on January 20th, although that won't mark the end of his attempt. Uh, Kruger said he is currently aiming to beat the record by a full week, possibly longer. Uh, he said his biggest safety concern at the top of the pole is lightning. <laughs> 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 no kidding. That's what a coward says. <laughs> What's that? I have a few questions. I do too. Uh, Kruger said a bolt of lightning narrowly missed his pole in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few days into his attempt. You don't want lightning striking your pole. He should kept his pants. No, I'm good. <laughs> where's he getting his food and where is he going to the bathroom? He's in a barrel. so he just, He's in a barrel, you know. but like, does he. It goes out of the imagine- bunghole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, that's a barrel thing. Yes, that's a. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I I don't feel like he's living on his own in this barrel because somebody has got to be giving him food, right? Right. I, I think it's like... just the fact that he's there. I don't think I don't think that I don't think he has to forage in his barrel because there wouldn't be a lot. To... I mean, it's a really he's cheap cheating. way of living. If you think about it, really <laughs> cheap. <laughs> I mean, it's it's only cheating if the original record was set by somebody that lived in a big enough barrel on a pole that they could forage for food. Maybe she did. They might have. I don't know. She's I'm just right saying. here. <laughs> it was you. You bet. You better get a hold of the Guinness World Records yeah. people and let them know that this man, this man is cheating. Is cheating. Yeah. It was yeah. a double barrel. Oh wow. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> But you got the record. You yeah. did and what I'm happened really to hurt. her barrel? Yeah. You- <laughs> See, we, it was above a river, and we had a pulley system, so we were able to fish and everything. Oh, was okay. Fine. So you yeah. fished from like your barrel. Like, yeah, and it situation. also brought up water, so we were very self-sufficient. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm getting your number right. Is now, not for actually. the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing, man. It's a whole thing. <laughs> he knows. Oh. Uh, they have tiny living now with the tiny houses, but this is a barrel on a pole. Yeah. No, that's the redneck version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's no, the redneck version of wine. What you call redneck, I call self-sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You can even fish from this barrel. Fish. <laughs> fish. <laughs> Did I mention that I'm from the South so I can talk about rednecks? Yeah, so you can totally relate. Yeah, you, you ever, you ever I, lived I, in a barrel on a pole? That's... <laughs> no, but I had a crazy uncle that did. Oh, okay. <laughs> he was fishing. He was fishing from from the barrel. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, but was it was I, it for sixty seven days to break a record? No, I, no, no. It was actually a deer stand. So I mean, it's another oh, story altogether. That's close. That's close. That's close. Not quite a barrel, but well, I guess I guess it depends. He might have made his deer stand out of a barrel. I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, there weren't there weren't many barrels, but there were a lot of fifty five gallon drums. So, you know, right, right, right. Yeah, that's metal as opposed to wood. <laughs> the lightning really would get you then. Yeah, it would get well, you. they have plastic you, ones now. They're safe. You would have. They usually yeah, hold. Yeah, they usually yeah. hold some caustic chemicals, so you got to wash those ones out really well. <laughs> yeah, fill that thing with grease. Lightning hits it. You got deep fried redback. Yep. Yep. Oh, hey. Yep. Quicker the whole than other party. <laughs> not only that, quicker show. than grease lightning. <laughs> all right <laughs> we have made it to the top of the hour almost Ooh. we're gonna have to take our top of the hour break uh roy i appreciate you calling in yes sir. uh really appreciate all the advice on uh, on voiceover work because it's you it's bet. something that i've been interested in getting getting going on for some time yeah so shoot me an email man i i certainly will uh do you have any social media you want to put out there or your website so people can go uh go find you if anybody's listening that wants to give you some absolutely. work absolutely Absolutely. I do everything from on-hold messaging to commercials to audiobooks, um, that kind of thing. I'll read your birthday card for you. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the website is Roy Worley, V as in Victor, O as in Oscar.com. Roy Worley, VO.com. Um, my uh, Facebook page is Roy Worley Voiceovers. And um, I think I've got a Twitter, but I don't remember the name of it. I don't tweet too much. 
And I'm on Instagram. So, yeah, love to hear from anybody that might uh, have some questions. Um, and also, uh, on my website, you can find my email address. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you calling in. It's been great talking to you. Uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get in touch. We'll get in touch and try, right. to, try to get something, get, I'll get further advice on starting my it's, voiceover career. It's, it's been a barrel of fun. Thanks. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for calling in Patrick. We go, we'll go ahead and take a little break, uh, our top of the hour and make sure everything's good. And we will be back here shortly. Thanks for listening to the Life Radio Show podcast. Check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, if you want to listen live, we are on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. on WWSU 106.9 FM. You can also stream the show live at WWSU1069.org, and we go Facebook Live at the Life Radio Show's Facebook page. If you have suggestions or comments, feel free to email thelife1069 at gmail.com. Overwhelms me. The brutal presence. Turu Vanderweel. Yeah, I'm gonna poke it.